0: Welcome to Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means I get another fantastic week. Just making small talk with my main man, Jacob Padilla. The best in the business when it comes to coverage statistically of NEB preps, the non-wavering opinions, and strong takes backed up with data. Is that, That's a pretty good little summation, right? I think that's fair. Not a, lot of, not a lot of speculation, right? Let's just go to the numbers. What do the numbers say? I also like that we watch a lot of different kinds of basketball, too. Because so. you know what I've been seeing lately? And this drives me crazy. And it's not just at the high school level, which is really bad. But it happens at the pro level and it happens at the collegiate level. All too often you look at a stat line. And you think, oh, this is a direct correlation of how, or you think you can interpret the play, well, and it is and it's a not the case. Too.
1: And the other way, you'll see a kid hit a uh, ridiculous like fadeaway, and oh, this kid's the best thing ever, and then he shoots <laughs> three for twelve from the field, yeah. and it's like
0: eh,
1: that's I mean, that's kind of why do I
0: do what approach
1: you this thing, uh, get a little bit of both. I'm watching there. I'm taking I like mental it. notes. I got the box score down in my hand to see. All right, he's he's uh, shooting three for six from three this game. All right, kids shooting well. Let's see how this goes and gonna yeah, balance it all out. Because
0: too often you'll see it. And I was watching the Lakers and Trailblazers last night as the Lakers came back from uh, 25.
1: It's absur- absurd box score. Uh,
0: but did you see the 40 to 20 yeah. in the third quarter? So I wanted to go to bed, but once it got to that point. I was like, oh, I think I'm in this for the long haul. But, you know, I always like to see, because, you know, Russ is popular. He gets a lot of criticism, and there's a lot of guys like that. And and I always like to see, like, is it leaky runouts? Is that how you're scoring? Are you, are you cherry picking? Are you taking tough, contested twos? You know, people used to always get on me about, why do I like Kobe? And I'm like, you know, it's. There were lots of things that I liked, other than his shot selection, high degree of difficulty. Well, he's not a good shooter. Well, he chooses to take difficult shots. I think he's he's better than his stats. Sometimes it's just, you just have, anyway. My point is, sometimes you'll see a stat line where a guy goes for like I don't know, twelve or fourteen points, and they're like four layups because a ball oh, gets outletted guys, yeah. to him, or there's a turnover, yeah. or, you know. And I'm just like, okay, like I I like to kind of see. What's going on and how they're getting points. So I appreciate why you do what you do. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> while we're on that Lakers uh, <laughs> Portland game, first quarter, 33 to 26 Lakers. Yep. All right, got a lead. Second quarter, 45 to 13, 13 Blazers. How is that even possible? Then 40 to 20 Lakers, and then 35 21 Lakers in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. 75 oh to 41. God. You you were down you were down seventy one forty six at the half and one going away. That's the NBA. I like it. I know some people don't, right? But you know, and speaking of thirteen, I saw I and a thirteen and a half this week. Actually, I I saw it on NFHS, but uh, not live. Papio scoring thirteen points at the half against Papio South. Yeah, um. <laughs> I just. Like, some of those things. And we've seen some weird statistics. Who played in overtime last week and they only scored six points in overtime? Uh, And I think they had scored eight points in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was Gretna and Prep. I can't remember. Or Lincoln East. Somebody got outscored 11 to 6 in overtime.
1: That that, that might have been the – no, because one by one. And Um. I'm just
0: thinking to myself, in a a single-digit quarter, which we've started to see a little too – often here just imagine if that was on par over four quarters well miller north 11 to 4 uh in overtime against yeah. uh prep there in the rematch of that one hey so. a- and we saw was it miller north that won 10-0 outscored yeah. their 10-0 in overtime yeah. too so it's a lincoln southeast game early in the year note, note to self don't go to overtime <laughs> against miller north <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> as they found a way to split now on the season with prep how about Prep's schedule So far, been tough. Gretna Mm -hmm. twice, Millard North twice. You played Bellevue West. You you're going to play Westside tomorrow. Like that strength of schedule, and I and I told Coach Lukey last Friday, I feel like we say this once or twice a year for the last three years, but I do think this one, this year may be his best coaching performance. Yeah,
1: we we can dive in there. Prep uh, at number three in Class A in the the latest uh, NB Prep's coaches poll. eleven and five sitting there uh, despite five losses at number yeah. three because of the schedule and some of the wins they've had and um, they, they lost that uh, that overtime rematch at Miller North on tuesday and man that was that was a great game uh, I was at that one It was back and forth the whole way um, the, the 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 final sequence uh, in regulation leading to overtime uh so Miller North was up prep throws it into the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Derek Rollins hustles to try to get the steal and, and take it the other way. But because he touched it, uh, Prep was able to go back and get it. And the other players hustle and knocked it free. Prep got it, pushed it ahead. Um, Pete get it up to P.J. Newble. He starts dribbling in, then pulls it out and kicks it. I have no idea if he knew what was on the clock or not, but he kicked it out to uh, Joey the top of the key from the volleyball line. Buried it. Uh, Prep goes up two. They go back down, I think they call the timeout, run a play. Jacob Martin, who did not play in the first half, hit his first four shots in the second half once he got in there, scored eight points, uh, really important there. And then uh, turning the corner, uh, doing the dribble handoff thing, great feed inside to at the game of his life, and one to to put Miller North back up by one uh, going in the last possession here. And, well, not necessarily last possession, but um, last 20 seconds or so, whatever it was. Prep. Uh, pushed in uh, Marquise Tolliver, gets in there, gets inside his defender, and gets fouled. Misses the first. Noah North calls a timeout to, to ice him to set up their, the strategy or whatever. Comes back out and him, knocks the second one down to get that thing tied. Throw it down. Skylin Williams gets a pretty decent look from the baseline. The, yeah. The fadeaway jumper at the buzzer doesn't go down, so we're going to overtime. And back and forth over, uh, early in overtime. Then Derek Rollins uh, gets an and-one after he got stopped on his first three shots in, uh, in overtime, I believe. Uh, Dylan Clawson was making it tough on him.
0: Boy, I like Clawson.
1: Got blocked, got it back, and put it back up for an and-one to put them up 63-60. And then uh, that started a 9-0 run for, st- for, for Miller North to, to pull ahead 69-60. And then uh, Prep got a layup at the end there, so. Uh, great game, back and forth. Again, Cam DeMoni, seventeen points, seven to ten shooting, two or three from three. And I talked to one of their coaches and said, "Yeah, going in, we, uh, I don't know that they necessarily count on seventeen points, but they liked this matchup, and they were gonna they were gonna give him chances early on, and he, t- he made the most of them."
0: That's one of the things that I like about Coach Ludke is it's typically something different, right? Like you can tell he does a good job with scout um, and can play a couple of different ways because you saw them use a little bit more five out. Yeah. And I, I, I think that was by design, right, as you're kind of watching them play. And I like that. I like the ability to kind of play a different style based on what you're getting that given night as opposed to this is what we do and we roll it out there every single game because sometimes it's just the matchups aren't going to lend itself to being successful.
1: Yep. And so, so Prep fell on that one, but they bounced back shorthanded. They were without uh, a few of their rotation players. Uh, yeah, we, t- Central.
0: T- t- we talked about that on Friday. A couple guys that had missed practice, and he made an executive decision uh, for them to be spectators, and he did play shorthanded.
1: Yep, and they, they were up 42-30 going in the fourth quarter, and then Central made uh, a, a comeback attempt there, got that thing down close, but Prep was able to hold on for the 48-44 win. So one and one week for Prep uh, there at three, and at Miller North after that, that Prep game uh, they had to hit the road uh, head down to the the Quincy shootout, and uh, they they split their games there. Um, it was a uh, let's see there's 87-83 loss against Bergen Catholic out of New Jersey. Um, really good team out there. They put up a heck of an effort. They had 25 from Derek Rollins uh, going up against a team that had some real size in it, and then Neil Mossard, 25 as well. Um, Boy,
0: is he streaky.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, he had a great week uh, he struggled in the prep game it was two for seven in that one still scored 12 points but uh, battled back um, or bounced back he had 27 uh, in their second game out there as well it, uh, made seven threes as they beat uh father total out of Missouri 64 to 60 so um, I think pretty good trip for for uh, Miller North there to kind of get out of the state take on some some talented teams from out there and then get fifty two points in two games from Neil Monster. That's pretty darn good. They're gonna have a chance to win <laughs> a lot of games if they if that happens.
0: Let me ask you something. If you're Lincoln, or if you're Miller North, how are you are you still playing through Rollins or are you are you working more outside in since you know Rollins is going to see some length. He's a different kind of post because he's a little smaller. He's big for those guys, but Sometimes I don't know how much sustainability there is with the length that sometimes teams throw at him, and he's still just a sophomore. Yeah, I, th- I think it's
1: got to start there because he's been their most consistent player this season. A um, few down games, again, you mentioned um, the length that at times bothering him, but um, for the most part he's the guy that is double-doubles um, every other game, it seems like, um, scoring 20 more often than not. He's having a really good season. So, And all those other guys, they've been up and down, um, it, it, I mean – I think you got to play through them and then hopefully you can get some of those other guys going off of that action. You can mm. uh, get a post touch, kick it back out, maybe attack a close out, something like that. Get other guys, good opportunities that way. Uh, but that's how you got to
0: start. How did we not start with number one, Bellevue West? Who it seems like they were playing a ton early, not seems like they've kind of hit a little bit of a yeah. lull in their schedule. It's one game last week. One yeah. Game just, this week. It's, yeah, they kind of slowed down, which maybe for Coach Woodard, uh, considering how early and often they were playing in December. Maybe this is good, or he'd like to continue to stay in stride. I don't know; tough to say.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they'll probably hit another stretch heading into the uh, the, the postseason there to kind of ramp it back up. But yeah, you, regular season game of the year, uh, one versus two, Bellevue West against Gretna, and credit to Gretna. It was on Thursday night. They first team to take a fourth quarter lead against uh Miller uh Miller uh Bellevue West this mm-hmm. season. Uh they scored the first three points of the fourth quarter to pull ahead 41-39 uh, and then Miller North hit them with a 14-2 or Miller Bellevue Be- I mean, West. Keep going back to <laughs> what we were just talking about. WS <laughs> hit them with a 14-2 mm-hmm. run uh and that was ball game. Um so <laughs> Ended up being a 58-47 win for uh, Bellevue West. So 15 wins, 15 double-digit wins, but that's the closest anybody's uh, pushed them. And, again, Gretna, fourth-quarter lead, they just could not quite generate a- enough offense to, to pull it off. And the key to the game was Elvin Turner, uh, career-high 18 points.
0: I like him a ton. I, but as you know, I always have.
1: Yeah. Um, He's a guy that, I mean, you look at that as kind of the the, the fifth starter out there. uh, Point guard, but you got Josiah Dotsler out there that runs the point, so Turner's not necessarily on the ball that much. Um, You've got other guys that are going to take more shots. But in this game, uh, you only had, uh, what, 25 combined between uh, uh, 20 uh, – Between Dotsler and and Jackson. 27, I think, because I think Robbie Garcia only had two. Uh, Between their top three scores, their three jet scores, 27 – when those three average uh, over forty um, combined, I think so. Yeah.
0: Jeffrey, so Gretna has some versatility with what they can do in their front court because Rossell is he's such a difference maker in terms of his length and his activity. I, he makes life miserable for those tweener bigs.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean. West didn't get a ton out of the front court Jacob uh, Arope had a really good third quarter coming off the bench again. Robbie Garcia didn't have his best game. Uh, Arope came in, scored all six of his points in the third quarter, all on offensive rebounds. Where uh, There was one point where he just straight up, I, I thought, Rossell had it, ripped it out of his mm-hmm. hands, went back up for a put back. I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. He got about. fouled on
1: two other ones and hit all four of the free throws. Like That was a really important period for him um, f- with uh, to, to kind of keep w West in it as uh, – Again, it was back and forth throughout the third quarter, um, but yeah, Turner, 18 points, six of eight from the field, four of six from three. The rest of the team shot a combined two for 18. Um, so, and he he was the catalyst for that kind of uh, fourth quarter run where they took control of the game. He had two threes, had a block on Pakoski that led to a transition layup for Jaden Jackson. Uh, got fouled on that point too and hit uh, both the free throws. So. Scored eight points in there and made a couple other points. He found Jackson Stuvi for a layup during that uh, stretch as well, uh, drive and dumped it off for cutting Stubbe, So, um, Stuvi
0: could be yeah. a little bit of an X factor. I don't know how many X factors you need for a team that is clearly the best team in the state, but uh, Stuvi has a little versatility because, as we've seen this year, he's starting to put the ball on the deck a little bit more, yeah. getting shots inside the paint, not just settling for shots behind the arc.
1: So, yeah, that's – I mean, Gretna gave itself a chance. They just – uh, you had Pekorski 21, but uh, Bellevue West made him eat up a lot of possessions to get that 21. Alec Wilkins had 11 points, and efficient there, but um, uh, Jeff Rosell and Alec Wilcoxon combined for five points and two of nine shooting. Um, so they they really rely. They've got four guys that pro- uh, provide the vast majority of their points, and you got to have all those guys going to, to to win a game like that. That Bellevue West one and. Credit, I mean, credit to Gretna, the first quarter, they had seven turnovers mm-hmm. as Bellevue West, their typical style, aggressive switching, active pressure, hands, uh, really game problems. They settled in in the second, third quarters there and found a way to take advantage of the aggressiveness, to get driving lanes, to go to the rim. Um, they, they found a way to, to get some points there. And obviously, again, they took the leads, um, but two for 10 from three as a team. Again, Bellevue West doesn't give up many good looks from three. Uh, and you're going to have to hit some. Like, they, again, Elvin Turner like, himself hit four of them. So. I feel like
0: we've talked about that a ton with them. It's, I think it's overlooked, Yeah. their ability to defend the arc. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, that makes the math problem really hard. Like, typically <laughs> you see, like, teams upset a lot of time It's It comes down to shooting variance, and one team's shooting better than the others. Well, WS minimizes that by they're always going to get more three-point attempts than you, so even if they have an off day, they're probably still going to score yeah. more from, from the line than you are. Um, but Gretna bounce back, uh, 62-49 win against Millard South, 18 for Prakorsky, and then a 14 and 10 double double for Jeff Roselle. Uh, again, that's a big key for them. 6 and 19 from three, but uh, they got some interior production to go to, to, to balance that out. So uh, they're sitting there at 11 and 2 and got a little lighter slate this week. They they play Millard West on Tuesday and Omaha Northwest on Friday. W West, they again another one game week. Uh, they go to Omaha Central on Tuesday.
0: Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options it's quick secure and best of all it's free to use currency is equipment financing made simple visit gocurrency.com for details yeah a lot of games tomorrow uh which i kind of like uh you know millard north bellevue east west side prep we just referenced Bellevue West. I don't mind those Tuesday night tilts. I, I've kind of become a Tuesday Thursday guy. I don't know how it fits your schedule, but
1: it's nice having the options Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because then I can kind of pick when Nebraska. And your collegiate have a game. your yeah. yeah,
0: your collegiate uh, coverage. So
1: balance uh balance the things out gives me a chance to get a couple of games a week at least. But um you mentioned or uh, west side there at number four eleven and three now they they go to two prep on tuesday uh and then to papio south on saturday and they're coming off a one game week as well seven Two games
0: wins. in eleven days yeah for west side
1: yeah. again slight lighter part of their schedule sixty seven fifty five win against papillion the vista um the i guess probably the most noteworthy part uh is that Ricky lofton um transfer from Omaha south who Towards ACL there during their district game last year, mm-hmm. uh, played his first game since then. Yeah. Um, four points, four rebounds. Obviously, long way to go to get back to where he was, but good to just see him start that process to mm-hmm. get back on the court. He's been warming up with guys for a while now. Uh, I know he's starting to do some stuff in practice, so good to see him.
0: It seemed early in my head in terms of Clarence, but he was so good the last month in practice and moving around. Um, you know, he looked like he was playing with some confidence in terms of cutting and moving, and I was like, "Ah, oh, he may be ahead of schedule." I think, um, you know, but it was it was tough. I think sledding against Papio, he had a couple bunnies early, just getting his feel yeah. right. We've talked for so many guys; it's been a lot of time not playing, and then all of a sudden thrust out there, and he was the second off the bench, too. So I mean, he played early. Uh, in the first quarter, and I think Coach Simons is really trying to get him involved because he helps you defensively. Uh, he gives you some athleticism on the wing, um, but still a work in progress with that knee.
1: And get, got a, uh, about a month left to, to get him ready for the postseason, so hopefully he can make some progress there. Um, C.J. Mitchell, 15 points, 7 assists, a good showing for him. Again, that's kind of the same deal. He's, he's a long way ahead, but coming off the injury. Yeah uh four four, consecu- that good four consecutive good four
0: consecutive layups in a row two played the passing lane well had two deflections got two easy layups uh they had a nice look ahead from kevin brown off a scramble loose ball when he's active defensively i think it really helps his offensive game because then they can get into transition
1: yep um so uh, at six is Lincoln East kind of hanging around there at nine and three. Yeah. Um, they, another one beat Lincoln Northeast, 60, 55. And uh, again, it's either Carter Tempemire, or Carter Mick. This time it was Mick, uh, 25 points, uh, really efficient, 918 from the field, four of eight from three. Um, and, and they got a double-double from Christian Malesa, 12 points, 14 rebounds, which is big for them. Like if you get some interior production to balance out what you get from the perimeter – um, he, he's not really a big, uh, but he's the biggest they they have that uh, with real varsity experience. Yeah, so. Kind of like Rollins at Miller <laughs> North, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, good game for him. And now this week they, they go to Lincoln Southeast on Tuesday, to Lincoln Southwest on Friday, and then host Elkhorn South on Saturday. So, big week for the Spartans there. Three he, tough tests there.
0: Huge because Southwest and Elkhorn South, both – firmly sitting in the top 10 i mean now southwest has a few head-scratching losses but their schedule has been tough i think for the silverhawks
1: on well, one of those losses new entry to the top 10 uh at number seven there after four straight wins lincoln pius the 10th at 11 and five um they, they beat southwest 57 53 uh held, held southwest at 419 for from three and four 14 turnovers uh, and they followed up with a 59-48 win uh, at Grand Island. Uh, and Tracen Anderson's kind of finding his coming, as coming the, along. The main option, and they're just trying to get some consistent production outside of him. Again, outside Jackson Kessler's the only one that had played varsity really before this year um, in terms of a significant role. So. Um, but that's credit to uh, Adam Brill, new coach there. Yeah, kind of I like I, those guys in. And,
0: you know, he's kind of a natural, used to used to that, being on that bench. And I still like the way they play. Now, they don't have a ton of offensive weapons, but haven't seen them live a couple times. Was that Pius uh, a couple Saturdays ago? I, I kind of like the way that they play, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Playing through Anderson and him not settling for playing on the perimeter – giving them some interior toughness and 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 cleaning up the back end too i think will be key for them and he's a handful inside the blocks and he just sometimes will he's perimeter oriented at times but when he's getting paint touches he's either getting fouled or he's scoring
1: and big test on tuesday um as they they host omaha scut uh not going to be so easy to go to work in the paint against a team with uh, very long. More <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a uh, guy that can match up with them and uh, Jake Brack and uh, three other big dudes, six six or taller that they can throw out there and make life difficult. So that that'll be a, a big test for them, um, and it's their their only game this week. So a lot a lot of they can really settle in and focus on Again, coming up with a good game plan.
0: Tuesday's a good night. Yep, very and good night.
1: Southwest. Uh, They lost that game, but they they won their other two. Man, crazy game against Papio South. (laughs) It was 38 all heading into the third quarter. And then Southwest won the fourth 29 to 26 to win the game. Chuck Lovett, 22. Uh, He had a really good week. Uh, Brayden Frager, 13. Lucas Helms, 10. Uh, But listen to this. Uh, Bryson Ball, 37 points, Mm. 11 of 22 from the field, 9 of 17 from three. 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, and 3 steals. Yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better stat line in a loss this season. Yeah,
0: nine, 9 of 17 from 3. Uh, but 17 of the 22 field goal attempts were from behind the arc, which...
1: Yeah, and that's the thing with Sat, They still, if, if threes aren't falling, if if they don't have other those role players around them hitting shots, they just struggle so much to score the ball. They just don't have a consistent interior scoring option at this point. But um, uh, Southwest won that game uh, 23-26 to from the free throw line. That was the ball game right there. Um, It's it's a couple weeks in a
0: row, too. We've talked about Frager. Uh, Maybe kind of settling in with his role with that team because they have so many different pieces, right? So kind of coming, like, where do I fit in? What's my game? I know I'm a top-level athlete. How does that fit with Rylan Smith, Chuck Love, you know, some guys like that. Because I think we agree – well, maybe we don't. I don't want to speak for you. They have – of the teams in Lincoln, they have the most pieces.
1: Mm -hmm. I think Southeast probably is a little deeper. But in terms of – Ooh, I don't know. You cut down the rotation to just like the top seven, eight, uh, then I think Southwest has an argument there. I I think – there are more guys that you, you could put out there for, for Southeast at this point that could potentially like impact look, the game. Dot, like Van and like, Chewy. I don't beat, know. Who led them uh, in, in their overtime win against Lincoln High out, out of nowhere. Uh, not one of their but, but that, But that just
0: seems kind of – and maybe that speaks to your depth. But I, I don't know. I look at consistency like in crunch time, like if I had to get a scouting report. And I see four guys I think for Southwest that I may have to put – and x by and I think I see three in the situational rotation for Southeast. That's kind of the difference for me. And is Southeast playing through boss?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, Southwest probably, their, their guys have been more consistent. I yeah. think Southeast, in terms of potential, like there are guys that could. Um, and I think they're trying to figure that out. And they've won two of their last three, I think, to get up to eight and six. How about
0: um, that round-robin round schedule, can... Lincoln? <laughs>
1: Jeez, crazy. Uh, but – mention uh talk about refrager again chuck love uh had 22 in that Papia south game led them with 18 in uh that pious game um just didn't get much help lucas helms at 12 nobody else scored more than eight um and then uh, finished the week with a 78 36 win against fremont and uh i mean competition notwithstanding school record 35 points for love on 12 of 16 shooting with six and nine from three and five of six from the line so Pretty darn efficient. He still got to be able to hit the shots. It wasn't like he was just getting layup after layup. Right. Um, so, great Fremont's for, so for undersized. Yeah. yeah. Well, but Love I mean,
0: shot it well this week.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Jane Cassio-Jensen played either, so that hurts. Um, but, yeah, so. That's
0: a lot of pressure on Corian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. kind of the key cog for Fremont. He
1: had twenty. Nobody else had more than four. Yeah. So, yep. Um, so that that Southwest they they again they they go to or they host Lincoln East on Friday this week. Their only game this week. Uh, and then Elkhorn South still there at nine. Lincoln High at ten. A good uh, one. 10-5 despite that Southeast loss
0: this week for Elkhorn South. Miller North Miller North goes to Elkhorn South.
1: Shout out to uh, my guy, Gavin Hornbacher. Got the cast off, got back out there after the broken arm. Um, good to see him kind of working his way back. Um, and, and then North Star uh, and Southeast are the teams receiving votes. North Star, 9 and 4. Had a game winner uh, fr- from Brennan Clemens from half court.
0: Gosh, is he getting it going.
1: He, yeah, he's had a good season. and uh San Linell has been up and down but he had a really good game at 26 in one of their their wins last week. A healthy
0: Brennan Clemens seems to be a good Brennan Clemens.
1: Yes. And I my I like uh so Northstar lost on the uh, the the Rylan Smith. Yeah, the game Curry, winner. Yeah. And then uh, Brennan tweeted at Rylan is like feels a lot better to be on this side <laughs> this end of Yeah, <laughs> because they, because himself. they play together yeah.
0: in the summer yep. and we didn't have to debate whether you're getting uh, screens from officials or not <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
0: nope, they, they got out of the way uh, good hustle there so uh,
1: that's your top 10 in class a uh, class b we mentioned scut uh, they're at number one they go to Pius and they go to or they host omaha central on friday so an mm-hmm. all class a week uh for the skyhawks and uh, scut took care of business won the river city's Con- uh, river city conference tournament 81-45 against Gross, 89-57 uh, against sasu City. Um, so, just kind of plugging along there. Platteview at number two still, despite uh, 52-42 loss um, to Abraham Lincoln on Saturday. Grudger. at the Nebraska Prep Classic. Yeah, that was the uh, heck of a game down the stretch. They almost pulled off the win.
0: Let me ask you something real quick. Uh, when's the last time that you've seen, not in the NBA, that you've seen – an intentionally missed free throw, executed correctly.
1: Well, the, the craziest thing about that is he didn't execute it correctly the first time. So, um, backtrack here. Uh, down um,
0: four. Yeah. No, three. Three or four. Yeah.
1: So, it was down three, three. and uh, Abraham Lincoln fouled them. Uh, fouled Milliken instead of giving him a chance to put up with 5.7, I believe, something 6.1, I yeah. think it was. Um, so, it goes and makes the first, which you got to do. Second one. Rushed it, chucked it off the backboard, no rim. But they called the a lane violation, violation. And uh, he got and it off the, the front yeah. rim
0: the, the second, rim, second time. Right and it came himself. right back to him.
1: Yeah. One <laughs> of the best. Like It's really hard to hit that rim that hard and have it come back directly to you.
0: And he got the timeout. out.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and they got a good look. So Milken, he had 32 and 16, I think it was. Um, and so on the inbounds play, he drew two defenders. Left Ezra Stewart wide open wide and open. kicked it out. Got a good look from three, just didn't fall. Milken got the rebound. I, I don't think he was aware of how yeah. much time he had. kind of rushed it. Caught it and then tried to, like, push it right back up without gathering himself um, and put it up short. Didn't draw a little iron. bit more time. So, um, that's how they lost. Although, even before that, um, Milken goes down and won, has a chance to tie it, free throw, rims out. They foul Math, uh, Matthew Mathock for Abraham Lincoln, who – 0 of five from f- the free throw line. At that point, uh, they foul him on the rebound. Marched down there, calmly knocked down both of them. <laughs> two big hits for a kid that had struggled from the line all game. He had a bunch of rebounds in that game. Didn't score very much. Um, I think he only had six points, but those are two really big
0: ones. Wasn't I sitting next to you in the summer watching AL and Westside
1: over at the uh, the uh, a- yeah the we AL we're at summer league yeah.
0: Cause and I think we kind of thought A.O. could be pretty good.
1: Yeah, was, I,
0: I actually think that would have been a that would have been a really good win for Platteview.
1: Yeah, and Cole Arnold got in some foul trouble. He's a, a talented player for them junior, um, and uh, uh, their point guard. Junior Savvy back? Yes. Yeah. He he had a really good score. Twenty one. Hit seven free throws. He's uh, tough. Uh, yeah. He Doesn't turn the ball over either. Yeah. So, um, that yeah, it's a good. It, they almost they had they had multiple chances there just couldn't quite pull it off but there's no shame in that loss for for Com- Platteview completely they, agree especially right now they're a little banged up uh, Ryman Zebert their only guy that plays legitimate size. rotation minutes yeah over six one um, was was in street clothes uh, got banged up last week so they were without him against a big team uh, t- so tough matchup there but um, they, they've got their ter- uh, conference tournament this week uh, Bennington uh, beat. Beat Norris. I was at that game uh, on Friday. Just seniors against freshmen and sophomores is all that was. Um, Norris, they they pulled off an impressive win uh, last week. uh, But uh, with Chris Garner Jr., 20 and 13, I believe, in that game, just couldn't couldn't get enough help for him uh, against Bennington. And then Bennington lost to Concordia.
0: Yeah, Uh, C1 Concordia. But Concordia's, man, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I do.
1: They're thirteen and one, so <laughs> and, I know people, people, and I know people. And I know people. Yeah, and I
0: know people sometimes look at their schedule, but I feel like we said that last year, and they just keep. Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good basketball yep. team.
1: Sixty fifty for Concordia in that one. It was one point game uh, heading into the fourth, and then Concordia put up twenty five uh, in the fourth quarter to win that.
0: And only um, I think there's only three or four losses in the top among the top four in C one.
1: Uh, yeah. If you right. Uh, so. Uh, number one is Ogallala at six Undefeated. Wahoo is uh, one loss. Up to two at thirteen and one. Asher Greenwood at three and thirteen loss. and one. Concordia four at thirteen and one. Pierce suffered their second loss uh, last week. There it uh, is. Fifty-one thirty-five uh, against uh, C two Norfolk Catholic, and then uh, Central City at six fourteen and one. Pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah. Again, we talked about how good C one was last year, and with so many guys graduating, we were wondering. Uh, probably going to fall off, but it's looking like, once again, it's really strong at, at, at the top in C1. So
0: how many years in a row would this be where C1 is probably the most competitive? Uh, I feel like we say that a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I don't remember, And this is yeah. without
0: talking about Auburn this year.
1: Yeah. Who's solid. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not what they have been, but they're still going to be a tough out on any given yeah. night. So, yeah, C, uh, C1 should be fun again. Um, Crete also. Uh, took their second loss. They went to Elkhorn last week. They're still at number four in B, uh, beat Seward, and then lost to Elkhorn. Uh, and that was Elkhorn getting out to a lead early and then holding on, 36-25 after three. An Elkhorn team that is as up and down as any team in Class B. It's
0: all about their offense, though. Yeah, exactly, can they get Can they get – are they going to break the 45-point mark? <laughs> I think it's kind of the thing.
1: 48-41 was the final in that uh-huh. one, so uh, – Elkhorn climbed at number seven uh, at nine and seven. York, uh, that's who North beat, 48-50. Uh, and then they bounced back to, to, to beat Fairbury, but then they lost to North Platte. So they're sitting there at nine and four. Roncalli, ten and five, is at six. Um, uh, Sasu City climbed in number eight after their runner-up finish in River Cities. Uh, Manny Paul is having a great year for yeah. them. Uh, and he they, comes
0: up every week now. Waverly
1: at nine, Mount Michael at ten. Despite uh, again, you got eight and five, nine and six, eight and six, nine and seven, ten and five. The bottom half uh, of Class B, so not not quite the. Uh, the top Shake them up, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all kinds of uh, bouncing around there. So um, yeah, it's where we're at. Uh, wanted to shout out O'Neill uh, this week. Uh, Drew Morrow, 34 points, 13 of 18 from the field, eight of 12 from three, which is their school record. Next game, Landon Classen, 32 points, 11 of 14 for three, Every eight of thir- 11 week of 14 comes from the field. Up now. eight of nine for three. See, how many? I can't think. Uh, that's got to be pretty rare where you have one school have two kids hit eight threes in a game in the same week. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so that's uh, a great week for Johnny Pules from Lincoln Lutheran. One,
0: one hitting points. eight. Yeah, two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would be amazing.
1: Yeah. 47 <laughs> points and uh, and uh, nine rebounds, five steals that combined between his two games for Johnny Fuels, for Lincoln Lutheran, and Gavin Nash from Deshware Senior. 32 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and a steal and a win against Harvard. So, some of the shout outs this week.
0: Yeah, well, that's complete. It's comprehensive. It's a ton of fun because we like doing it because we love high school. That's Jacob Bedilla on MoDB, Nebraska Preps postgame. We'll be back next week. Don't miss us. A Herd at Sports Network Production.